is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with a military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Be sure to enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast. And in support of women in developing countries, head over to combatflipflops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. And by Beneath, starting with the first thing that you put on in the morning, Beneath inspires you to be your most authentic self. Get ready to experience increased comfort that radically outperforms anything that you've tried before while leaving minimal impact on Mother Earth. Use the code UNITY to get 15% off at checkout at Beneath.com. That's B-N-3-T-H.com. I'm just going to start. Did you just call me out? No, I didn't call you out. That's a, that's a big time flex right there. Oh, that's not a flex. That's a, it was a, it was a, I got lucky. That's all it was. was I I dig it. I dig it. Despite Gage's best efforts, I really enjoyed the episode you did with him. I I love him. Did you like that episode? Yeah, I love, I love Gage. Um, Gage is in a world where people, in a world where people are always trying to be cool. Gage is just himself, which is cool. And he, uh, he's, authentic to his bone like to his bones yeah mm-hmm. like is, everybody really everybody is. pretends to be something but like he's just he's like i'm just a guy who makes hats and i, I like dig that <laughs> yeah he's a very um i'm trying to there's a lot of words i would use for gauge yeah. i'm not sure and if you had to if you had to like say pick one i don't know that i could um from the limited interactions i've had with him yeah i I think there's so many different things that describe him. And I think he's just uh, maybe, maybe genuine. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a word I would, if I had to pick one, like gun to my head, I don't know why that would ever have a gun to my head over a, a, a description of Gage. But my point is, if not I in did, your country. Yeah. <laughs> we know that for sure. The closest yeah. I can get to an AR or C7 or C6 is drinking out of this mug. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Um, yeah, I would, I would say honest, he's, uh, he's easily become one of my closest friends. I talk to him at least once a day. Yeah. He's, a day. he's, he's funny. I had a, I had a great, he made me laugh so hard. That was my favorite clip out of all of like the episodes I've done, which is not very many up to this point, but up until that, that, that clip, I laughed on repeat, not just to myself out loud in the office. So ridiculous the girls in the office were like, what? Like, I'm not kidding. If I brought Tally in right now, she'd be like, what, what were you laughing at? And I, I'd be like myself yeah. in this conversation with Gage because he's so fucking funny. And she's he like, is. oh, is that the story that you told me about? And I said, yeah, listen to it. And so I made my accountant listen to it. Just mm-hmm. the clip when I was doing some editing last week. And she was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, you're and you're like, you should totally come to Canada. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like just totally like, yeah. You got to go. You got to go. Like, he's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah. How are you to do advertisements for them? Um, right. Oh, Canada. I know it's it. If they, I've reached out to like during the election, which was in September for us, I reached out to all parties to discuss with them and talk with them about veterans issues and mental health issues uh, on the podcast and not a single one responded. And it's not like I couldn't get to them. Like I got to their offices. I got to the people. I was talking to the people. I went through some charities. 
who have some board members or who are on the board of yeah. councils. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's not like, hey, yeah. you couldn't Patriot get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they just didn't want to talk. I think at the end of the day, that screams, val- uh, you know, volumes to me. If you don't want to have a discussion with somebody that's going to hold you accountable, I, that's fine. You, okay, cool. Cool. Tale as cool, old man. as time. Um, Isn't it though? Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk bad on anybody's state of politics. American politics oh. is like, uh, I don't know if you had this, but we had American Gladiator. Do you remember? Did y'all have yeah, American Gladiator? Yeah. No, we just um, had American Gladiator because. Typical. Uh, right? <laughs> no, but like, it feels like that. It's just real like hyperbolic, exaggerated version of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like on a personal level, I'm just perplexed, you know, red, blue, whatever that like we still feel okay picking elderly people for the toughest job ever like Why? i don't know um like i have goals oh. in life and none of them are to run the largest most powerful nation in the free world at 70 plus like no i like who wants to i i think i talked about that a bit on the mental health podcast that i mean on my mental health monday i said that i was talking about that i'm like age man like being at a certain point Like, I just want to be done. Like, you can't be doing that type of, like, those types of projects at that age. There's a reason why. It's a big project. It's a big project. That's why, like, you don't see people still in the military in their late 70s. We don't Mm. allow such things because it's goddamn ridiculous. No, it's just, it's, I mean, I, I understand that like both of them are very, both the candidates and most of them, they always come from like, well, so they have like a little handicap. I'll give them like a handicap of like a few years, but like, that's what, that's like 65. Like, no, you don't need the hardest job ever of all time. The most stressful, you see like George, what? George W. Bush, when he went to office, he was this beautiful young man. He, he came out looking like he, he looked at God for like 20 years. Like he was aged. <laughs> You know, yeah, or Obama. Obama, he was like smooth Ob- skin, dark Obama hair. Was, Obama was handsome man, handsome man. He came he's out. He's a he, handsome man. He was just like, bro, he's <laughs> like, a great leader, and he's a handsome man. Yeah, and I, love I can him. do a good Obama. I think. Uh, I, I, I think that we need to work together. Like that's just Ooh, it. Like he, he has this really together. kind of, yeah, really kind of pattern of speaking. Um, sometimes it's- I feel that we should unify our efforts uh like <laughs> yeah he just always does that yes um he nailed it but he's when, also he was when you auditioning for snl i would but nothing i would right make it um oh okay nah snl had its glory days with like will mm-hmm. ferrell and jimmy fallon and all them those were the best even before then even before then some of the greats were on there yeah um, but you can't you can't even find their clips anymore like because they're so racist, according to the world, um, or prejudice, yeah. some, some or like soft. Bad. It's ruth. It's ruthless. Let's be yeah. like. Let's be, think about that. Like, um, what's her name? My God, why don't I have? You know who I'm missing right now? I'm I miss Matt Hoffman right now, um, because if you think that you're gonna get anything wrong around him, like he'll correct you. Like he'll mm. tell you right, and. I need Matt right now to be like, hey, people that were in around the time that you're thinking of, and then you hit him with like Mike Myers and like Ben Stiller. And then, but I'm thinking of the mm. women, women, is it, what's her name? Oh, Terry. Yeah, that's her. That's one of the, what's one of them. 
But there's Shannon. No. What was her name? No. When was it? This was like pre. I was like pre. Yeah. Well, well before Will Ferrell. Like, no, I don't want to see. See, this is what I mean. I'm gonna have to figure this out. I need a mat here all the time. Actually, I think mm-hmm. I might have a mat coming soon all the time here. So you should. You I've, should put them right there in your little Connex box. Where I know, are you? Well, I've got a spot. Yeah. Where have you never seen the office? I mean, the the studio. Uh, no, I, I feel scared for your safety though. Don't feel because it- I bought it and it makes me, <laughs> it makes me happy here. Yeah. And so speaking of happy, have you guys read GFDA's book? Let's talk about it. It's pretty great. You guys should read it. It's an art book mm. and it's great life lessons. And you're going to get one now because you've been on the show and you get a signed copy. I get, from I get a care package, bro. Yeah. As long Do as I mine's better like than Gage. Around? No, you don't. Gage, Gage hasn't given me, I need Gage's address. I asked Gage for um, his phone number because I wanted to send him a couple clips. And then Gage really? over, and then he never I'll give sent it. To it. You. I'll give okay, it to good. You. Thank you. Because um, I need to no. send him the clips. Gage is, yeah. Gage is, again, I hate him talking about him so much. Um, Why you no, love him so much? You I love do, I do. I do love, um, like, I'll go to him for creativity. Have an idea. Um, what? Number one, I love interrupting my guests. Number two, we should have all three of us on an episode together. Yeah, no, we can do that. We'll go to. Done. I'll We're go doing to his, it. Um, I'll go to his. Um, where's it? His house. That's house. His um. Where his office is. His office is a house. I honestly just like hanging out, like at where his store is. Right. Because the vibes like there a, are good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 chill. I don't know how he doesn't ruin it because he can. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like it's very very creative. And like I'll show up sometimes, and there's just hats everywhere. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so like, yep. like I almost ran over like a thousand some odd dollars worth of hats one day. Cause they were just like, Probably outside. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't have and done that. No, I didn't. I, I, I would have blamed it on someone, but um, Fine. no, it's, it's, I think it's really, really important to surround yourself with people that have different experiences, different attitudes, and then also like have a value add. Yeah. And um you know, the older I get and more recently I've taken a real like hard look at that and like, what, what do I add to people and like what they add to me? And it's not like, it's like that people have to give you something. It's just like, they have to almost like compliment something you don't have. I, I think, I think good relationships work that way. Yeah. Yep. No, and, I agree. Um, There's a good give and take. Mm-hmm. I don't, cause mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't even, I have military friends. We have less and less like very specific military friends because like I already know what they're going to think for the most part. Um, <laughs> it's you a know. safe bet. Yeah, no, like I, I know their opinions um, and I'm, I'm sure they know mine, but like I'm interested in broadening my horizons, I should say. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So wait. So what, let me ask you something. What is Go it? Ahead. Am I considered one of the military friends then technically because because no. <laughs> like that's like saying gauge is because do you get what i mean because gauge is fashion and he's a very unlikely person in mm-hmm. that space and i feel like i'm that in my space as well mm-hmm. but i just happen to have my toes in our space mm-hmm. i would say, so i'm talking about like my military i'm talking about like the guys i like served with who were like right. infantry okay. and stuff mm-hmm. and like I literally know what they're going to say. So like, it's, I mean, it's so close to all of them, but like, I realize I can't just have like one type of friend. Um, yeah. 
in general and so you're in a different category of friend like you're in the same creative bucket like I feel like too often we put ourselves in like our own echo chambers of especially when you're trying to be creative and it really just kind of holds you back it not only holds you back but it stops you from seeing things outside of that bubble it stops you from a it stops your brain from really even being able to experience or try to you know, kick a wall down in, 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 on the creative side. Do you get what I mean? It's like as if yeah. the, there's nowhere to, there's just nowhere to go because if you're just constantly, if you're just constantly getting the same feedback mm-hmm. from the same people, it just damages. I feel like that damages a lot of people's careers and businesses mm-hmm. too, is it's that self licking ice cream cone theory. Yes. Yes. And yeah. like a hundred percent, like I, I, um, I took, I took my, I've, I'm redesigning my merchandise right now. I took my merchandise to Gage and he was, he was brutally honest with me. Everyone else hadn't been honest at that point. And I was like, I want you to help me do some stuff. And he's like, all right. And so like, that's literally what I'm doing now. So I'm redesigning a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, exciting. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I've got to fix my website, do some other things, but like, I recognize like he has, he has something that like, I, I literally don't have. Like, I don't right. have the ability to come up with that. I, when I see it, I, I know what it is. But, um, yeah, because I think when you have too many similar um, types of people, it's kind of like trying to build a house, but you all have the same tool. Like, it's just not going to mm-hmm. work. You're just all roofers. Yeah, you're just like, eh, like yeah. who's going to build the foundation? Don't know. We're all roofers. I don't know, man. I'm matter. good for shingles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good for I'm shingles. Dialed. Yeah, I'm dialed right. in for shingles. Mm-hmm. But No, I get that. But being able to see that though and acknowledge that and be aware of that is a big step in stepping outside your box and being vulnerable with individuals. And that in itself is enough of a reward. You don't need to necessarily have to need that person for something, but being around those types of people, they allow your brain to step outside the box without you necessarily even realizing it because you're being exposed to other ideas. So it's not even that like, being around other people, it's like that are creative. It's like, oh, I'm going to get something from you. That's like a tangible monetary thing. It's like, I could just be getting the openness and willingness to mm-hmm. hear something different for once and yeah. have a bit more of a truthful conversation. That's being able to see that though, and acknowledge that and be willing to take those steps is a, is pretty big in somebody's life. I would like to acknowledge that's a huge thing. I'll tell you some people, man, they just sit <laughs> They sit in the bubble and they're like, I'm yeah. a bubble man. Bubble yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I worry about it a lot now, um, especially since now so much of what I do and provide for my family depends on me being creative. Um, I worry about being like, stop that right now because no. you're, you're, you're self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, I worry about that. I don't well, worry, no, I worry about, about that. Being, I worry about being inf- like, you ever heard of like the, the TikTok houses and stuff they have in like LA where they put a bunch no. of them in the same house. Can you tell me? You shouldn't because we're, we're out of their demographic. It's much younger. I know about this because my children, mm, but, mm. but they put all these influencers in one place and they all make content together. It's literally like a house. So well, they like just feed that, off each other's people. It all kind of becomes the same thing though. And like, it doesn't last very long. Um, and so like, I'm always looking for things that are like stretch and push me in like different directions. Um, and like do, I don't know, like pull, pull and push me to like um 
that didn't, that didn't work. Uh, pull and push. Me wow, to that hand yeah. gesture is definitely going to be the one I use for your clip. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I was literally thinking, like, talking about push, Gage, like, just yeah, just yeah. swinging. All right, giving well, that's going to be giving it up. <laughs> Please well, make it, make it that is clip number three. That's no, going to go out. You guys are going to love that one. I was thinking, it just it just pushes Keep you to it again. really stretch your boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so animated. A lot of things. You are. I'm, I'm such a same. child of the, of the like South and churches. Like I'm very like gestorial and I'm just like, you know, I'm always, I hate it. But, like, but I'm the same. Have you ever seen me on a podcast? It's obnoxious. I look like my hands are on fire. They don't stop moving. I have ridiculous nails all of the time. Yeah, your, nail, it's aggressive. your nails are something. Yeah. Yeah. You have like Jack a nail person. These like, one. Do you have like a nail no. person on hold? These are Halloween nails. My son picked these ones. Let's see that. They're like little Halloween. That's sick, actually. Spooky. Yeah, no shit it is. And yeah. my thumb says the moon made me do it, which fits me so perfectly. How often do you get your nails done? I don't get them done. I'm a cheap ass bitch. Do you want to know my secret? I'll tell what? you my secret. I do not go get my nails done. I don't have time for that. And nor am I going to spend that kind of money. I go to a store called London Drugs here, which is like a shopper's drug mart or like a Rexall or something like that. And I walk up to the press on nails and I go, and I go pop, pop, pop. And I glue those bitches really? on and I'm good to go for two weeks. Really? Holla. Save that money. I am not spending money like that. I know ladies who will spend 150 bucks every two weeks to get those bitches filled and do all of that. And I used to do that because my hands are tattooed and my arms are tattooed. And now my other arm, thanks to Logan yes. and Will. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. So I'm so happy how that turned out. Just drop yeah. that in there. Um, I look a little harder than I am. And yeah. so I, I grew up with a mom who always had her nails done. Like my mm -hmm. mom did her own nails, but like she had long red nails mm -hmm. red was always the color. And so, and my mom used to wear like rings on every finger, like gold rings, like big, like, um, you know, rubies, all like my mom wore all the rings and every day, didn't matter what she was doing. She wore the rings and she had the nails. And that was something that just, I guess, sat with me. I suppose I've turned into my mother in some aspects. Mm -hmm. I talk with my hands like her and I do nails like her, but this saw um, in my eyes, <laughs> My long, aggressive nails soften my super aggressive tattoo. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get Done. it. Um, yeah, um, do you. I uh, I just, <laughs> I, have, you know, I have a wife and two daughters. And um, my only thing with it is just the amount of time it takes to do everything. And I'm always fascinated by like, so like yeah. if the three of them go get their nails done, it's, it's a, it's three hours. <laughs> like, it's an event. It's yeah. Like they're all, they're all going to do it. Um, it's just the time. I don't, I, I can't, I can barely sit still in general, much less doing that, but. Yeah. Well, uh, it's quick. These, this is the cheat code. You can get some super cute ones and you just file them. Some press on nails. Like, Got it. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're, I should get, you I'll, know, that's one it. sponsor I should get is like a press on nail sponsor because out of everything that I have all the time on me. So I'm talking about nice See, see, this is why you and I have good conversations. You and I yeah. have been cooking in the background. We've been yeah. talking. I didn't even introduce you because I don't even think you need it's one. Because no, I don't think you need one, frankly. Zach Bell from from vet, veteran with a sign and the cardboard man and and all of yeah. the great incredible things that you do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, like heavily black rifle sponsored 
individual and all your other cool things. And it's just you doing this. It's just you, right? You're running the show. You're the big guy. It's you, Zach, only Zach. Yeah, it is. I had a, I had a partner for a while, but, um, he, um, he, uh, wanted to get back into some, uh, professional fighting stuff and he's focused on that, but it it is just me. Yeah. Well, that's, it's been chaotic lately. So, but, but it's been great. I mean, it's, it's been, I've, there was like a, there was, um, there was a a lot of growth recently because I was able to do some I had some stuff that re- people really felt resonated um, when those uh, Marines were in Kabul and mm-hmm. I made some stuff about that. And like one of them, long and short of it is I went up like 15,000 followers over the course of a week. Whoa, snap, son. Yeah, like 5,000 in a day, something like that. Whoa. And it, 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 like somebody said, it was all over the place. Like it was on Telegram. It was like, also, Dude, <laughs> yeah, no. Good for and, like, you. Yeah, I don't, you know, I just, it yeah, my wife's, it was my wife's idea. It was literally my wife's idea. She said to take it and she took the picture women. and uh, he, women, the best, um, the end. And she took the picture and, uh, cause I, I really try not to say anything political just in general because, uh, politics, just, 90% of politics is based off your information source. So if you get it from like one side, you're going to have a view on it this way. You get from one side, have a view on it. Like nobody has like just a completely um, nuanced, uh, unbiased opinion. And uh, I just don't feel like there's enough arguing on the internet. I don't want to do it, but I just said something. <laughs> I just like, don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. I mean, most people are dumb. I'm dumb. So I don't think people should listen to me. But I just said, you know, no one left behind means something different than me, Mr. President. Thanks what I wrote. Which was actually warranted, smart, and not in my eyes political at all. It didn't attack one side or the other. It attacked the the commander in chief. It attacked exactly who it would have been the same person if it was a left or a right. It yeah. wouldn't have mattered. It is. Yeah, this is person. literally what I thought about. Like I was like looking at it, and I like I, I make an argument, so it's like an argument, and then I like try yeah. and pull apart pieces of it. Like yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, but that's you. yeah, no, I I a hundred percent get what you were doing. There was, there was no political meaning in that at all. And anybody who says that there was clearly does not understand how the chain of command works. No. And if they did, that comment would not be said. Well, and it's just like, uh, it was the nicest way I could think to say like, what the fuck? Um, Cause that's really what it, it was. Through. You and thought I was it like, through. I so would have the, said, what the fuck? And you I was were like, what the like, fuck is happening? Like, again, a lot of elderly people in charge, maybe they got mis- maybe they got confused um it's um it's just i can't it's weird yeah sorry um no it's just it was weird that like so there's a lot of things that happened i mean those marines that died completely unnecessarily uh there was no reason they should have died it could have been avoided 100 percent like um there's so many things that could have been done to prevent that and Uh, i mean yeah we we had intel about yeah i mean i was working that i was working to move people i there was intel before that that vehicle born we knew about it like i mean it's and it's very simple it's like what i would do if i was attacking somebody like that's like like if i was attacking the softest target i've ever seen i i I looked at my husband and i said you as this was all happening right before i even got involved Mm -hmm. i said there is Give it how many days do you want to count 
before there's an ID that goes off. If you've been in that country, I don't even care if you've been there for 10 minutes, you understand a large crowd of people means something's going to blow and it's a matter Mm -hmm. of time. Yeah, no, I literally did an interview two days before it. And I said that that was like my nightmare. Like the the only thing that's ever scared, the only thing that really, I shouldn't say scare me. The only thing that like I worry about or worried about over there or like worry about in general is a mob. Like it doesn't matter how many bullets you have, like a mob will eventually catch up to you. Like, and so like a mob of people, you you can't tell what's what, I mean, it's just dangerous. And, you know, I, I I really wish I wasn't right. And, um, you know, it took, it took the death of those Marines, that sailor for people to be like, holy shit, this is bad. And, um, I don't know. I was, I I feel like in the moment, I felt like then that I was trying to bring attention to something that could have, could have, and should have been prevented. Um, you know, because there was the videos of like, uh, you know, C-130s taken off and yeah. like people falling off the side of it and be like, oh, that's horrible. And I was like, you don't understand why it's horrible. No, you don't, you don't understand why it's, it. what, what's horrible is that somebody made a decision and said, I'll hold on to the side of this plane because it's better than what's down there. Even right. if I die, even if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they'll let me in. Who the fuck knows? But if I hold on to the side of this plane, it's still better than what I know is here. And like people don't get that. They really don't get that. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, give them peace. You know, it's Afghanistan's a place that's been the same way it's been since the dawn of time. Um, it's never going to change. And so uh, it was it was weird to be caught up in that, like because I didn't want to be caught up in it. But I felt like moved. And it, it was my wife, it was my wife, Christy. She said, you should say something like if there's ever a time you should say <laughs> she's like, you, there's every time you should say something, you should say something. And I was like, well, I don't. Okay. And, uh, we talked about it and I, I thought of like a few ideas and I pitched them to her and like, we were just sitting in our living room and she was like, all right, let's do this. And like, we went outside and took the picture and that was it. So, but that one got out of hand. Like it got out of hand, like big time. It was like Donald Trump Jr. Shared it at one point, like people were sending it to me. Yeah. Like, and that's a lot, like you hit a different, which is kind of the last thing I wanted. Like, why? well, because I don't want it to be seen as any, any sort of political. Right. But it doesn't matter. It, it, yeah. pe- I know. If people I, I want to see it as agree. political. They're going to see it as political. But at the end of the day, it's not. But it was, in, yeah. And so it didn't get seen that way, thankfully. Um, but it was like, I remember at one point, like, I was just like, I got with this. I figured out my recipe for success up to this point was what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And there were a few things that made me go, wow, that was something. And like, I like put it up and usually like within an hour, there's no way to talk about this without sounding facetious. Like it'll get about like a thousand likes or something. Yeah. And like, I put it up in like the first second had a thousand likes. And then Can it you just. help me with your <laughs> shit, please? <laughs> yeah, no, talk. it's not that hard. It's okay. It's really... No, it's, it's really all about posting. I'm over here for six years and just going. It's all about posting times. It's all about posting times. That's all there is Whatever. to it. Hashtags are no good. Don't use them. It's yeah, all about your posting content, time. And it's also quality content. Like, let's be yeah, honest. It's that. just the same thing each time. But what? no, okay. it's it's literally about when you post and that's it. Like, So that is your masterclass. I like it. Zach Bell's just, masterclass. <laughs> there's I more. Have... Well, there's more like you. All Not right, right now. Just... Wait, no, wait, no, don't. <laughs> I'll tell you, I can no, tell you. No, don't tell me. everybody. No, that's cool. Here's what you do. You call oh, Mark God. Zuckerberg. <laughs> right you got to get a cell phone number he i mean no, you've got no. it but like you got to no, call mark you don't yeah. nobody wants that number 
No, I don't. I don't get tweeted by Kevin Hart, so I don't. I don't uh, know these people, uh, bro. I don't that know was these so. I don't know these people either. That was so long ago, and that was a That's different. That's the most time. beautiful story ever. Like that, your mother's a truck. She's a truck driver. Yeah, my mom and dad team drive. Oh my god, my they're long haul. Long call. That's my aunt and uncle. That's what they they do. Um, yeah, it's a, such a Canadian profession too. Um, yeah, because my mom Canadian people time. are like more like hardworking in general. Yeah, we like, talked uh, about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think that, right? I, I think that, except for the except for the French, they don't do nothing. Um, but no comment. Um, <laughs> no comment. Yeah, you're you still live there. Jtem Ben Ben Jtem. But. Like that, she bothered Kevin Hart to a point to where she got you in front of him. Yeah, and like those things were able to happen. I was like, that's that's like really cool. Well, my like, networking skills come from my mom. She's called Chatty Cath for a reason. She can. Well, it's cool that she's championing you to a point to where she's like, hang on. <laughs> oh <laughs> I no! Talk to Kevin. I got to Kevin. Yeah, they listen. That my parents are funny that way. They um. They have my, they both wear a lot of my jewelry. Like, so my dad wears like four or five warrior bracelets on one arm, three on the other. He'll wear like the 2D. He's got it on. Um, he's a diabetic. So I think my mom, because we have that 2D bracelet, the men's one, you can get stuff like, um, I don't do it, but like you can take it and get it engraved. So my mom got his like uh, medical alert bracelet engraved onto it. So he can just That's wear, really cool. yeah, it's, it's a neat way to do it. We have anyway people do it so he wears that and then my mom wears like the bangle and the quattro and she's got like the s up and she wears them every day even when they're in the truck like i mean my mom still does her nails every day she still wears her jewelry she still does her hair like it's one of those transports that's like custom made they have a shower and bathroom in it like it's their house when they're not home they go away for three four weeks at a time they have their dogs with them like this is a lifestyle and they go on to bases and they deliver parts for the Air Force, like oversized stuff, because they do flatbed. Mm-hmm. And they'll meet you know a vet. a lot about trucking. Yeah. I know so much about trucking. Yeah, I know so yeah. much about trucking. I grew up around this. I used to do it with my dad. Mm-hmm. And they'll give bracelets when they see someone. So when my parents were in New York, they walked up to a fighter fire when they were near the 9-11 and just took a bracelet off and said, here, my daughter made this. This is her company. I just want to say thank you. This is what I'm supposed to do with these. And then my parents will send me pictures or people from wherever in the United States will text me or DM me and be like, hey, I met your mom and dad. And it'll be a picture of my dad and him wearing a bracelet. I'll send you it after. I've got a few of them. But they do that as well. I'm like, I need to wrap their transport. Just wrap it. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. See, that that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Your your parents are like so proud of you. They're just like literally out there doing like grassroots campaigning for you. I, I think yeah, that's yeah. So they keep a stack of bracelets. I was like, stop giving your shit away. Stop yeah. giving the stuff I hand make you because I don't want to keep hand. I don't make. I don't make very much of the product anymore by hand. So yeah, I'm like, stop it. That's because you're the top now. You're running stuff. No, it's because I do certain products. I do a handful of SKUs for therapy still. And I do them on a like once a month basis. I'll have like a set time where I build and nobody talks to me. And those are called smokable build tasks. And mm-hmm. that's what I do. And I listen to podcasts those days and I build. And that's th- that, that is literally what I do for therapy. So I have the handful, but I don't want to be making extra. I have enough. I have enough to do. I understand that. Yeah. It's like, you get it. You get it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah, an I, entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, you're you're way more of an entrepreneur than me. I'm I'm just. Uh, That's silly now. 
No, it's not. Um, I don't even. I'm still trying to figure out who's going to do my taxes this year. Um, just why oh, no. are people in the United States struggle with your taxes so much? Why do I hear that? Go to an H and R block, drop your shit off, move on. Well, no, I mean I've got a guy, but it's different in every state and every in the federal and every there's federal taxes in every state's different. And honestly, uh, people in the South in general were just scared of the revenue man. Um, that's like a real do thing. It. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what are you scared of? You're, he's going to get you eventually. So why not just handle your business properly? Dude, I pay. I'm not playing around. They'll come and get no. you. They'll take yeah, everything from you. Yeah, they will fuck me. your yeah. shit up. That's why yeah. I don't, I have an accountant. He's dope. He's Jewish. He gets it. Off we go. There's a Off reason why you go to certain people. People are fucking smart. They're, yep. Accountants are smart. I have an accountant here, Victoria. She is not only just incredible to look at, and she, she loves it. So I can say that because we have that relationship here. Um, it's all women. We have a, a guy coming on board. He understands us though. So, um, and he understands how the situation works here. So he's yeah. our first like male besides the dogs that'll be working yeah. here. And um, Victoria is incredible. She's, it's hilarious. Like she's so not the stereotype of an accountant. Um, I remember when my husband was like, Hey, I know this girl, she's a great accountant. She's friends with our friends. Take a look at her, look at her on Facebook. So I looked at her on Facebook and I was like that she's not smart enough to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. She's, she's, she's so smoking hot. Um, not that accounts can't be hot. Yeah. Not that accounts can't be hot, but like I it, it threw me off anyway, Vic's amazing. And, um, so she, yeah, she, she's got my shit dialed because there's people like me that should never be around numbers. Yeah, no, I, um, I outsource most of the things I, I you have to delegate. I, no. <laughs> yeah. Delegate. That's, that's, yeah, I'll go with that. Definitely. That I just don't want to do it. Um, delegate. I don't, I don't know. I know what I'm, I know what I'm good at and that's not one of them. Like, I don't exactly know yourself, <laughs> know thyself, uh, to thy own self be true. Right um, there, there's a sign for you. Know thyself. Yeah, hire for taxes. You're welcome. That's right. Well, I think it's just a larger thing in general. Is just like um, that's what this whole thing's been. Is like me really kind of discovering who I really am as a person, which has yeah. just been that I really, really like creating stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't. That's what's so weird. So many people I know now, they've been doing like this stuff for like a, such a long time to where most of them haven't had real jobs. Right. Or they don't have a real job now. It's really hard to relate to that to where like, um, they're like, oh, this isn't that fun. I'm like, you have no idea. Like I've, <laughs> I've been in corporate America. Like I've been there when people like, Hey, we got cake. And you're like, I'm good. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> not that I'm against it. There's no one cake. And then Office you'll have space. a, yeah, well, you'll have a conversation with someone about why you didn't want the cake for Sharon's birthday. And you're just like, man, what am I doing? Or, um, oh no, what, was it? what were things that I, I had all these like it's, very, it felt like people were messing with me all the time in corporate America. <laughs> That's honestly it's literally how it's like felt. office space. Yeah, no, it is. Like I had a cubicle. This last job I had, I had a cubicle and, um, it had a noise machine above it. Every cubicle had a noise machine. I would come in. I had this big cooler and I drop off like my meals for the day and stuff. And I go get coffee and then I would come back and just start working. Right. <laughs> like that's just it. But I would have, I have a conversation with people like, you know, you come in and you start working. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, you don't ever talk to anyone. I'm like, 
wait, what? Like ever? And they're like, no, no, no. Just like in the beginning of the day, you don't say like hi to everyone or like do the rounds. And I was like, oh, like I guess waste time. I guess I'll do that. No, and it was like a real thing. It was a real thing they wanted me to do. So like when I came in, I had to be like, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? And like I was, I remember like my hands would be shaking. I'd be like, all right, three more people, because it would just be yeah. on my little cubicle area. And um, then it was like, you know, I, I remember at one time, there's always like these weird little moments like that. And then like, I would always try and like hide that I was in the military. That was a big thing I did. I didn't Why? like people knowing that. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it's, uh, it's not fun is the best way to say it. Um, it comes with like a lot of, a lot of baggage. Um, you know, people have asked me you know, if I've ever killed people. Um, oh, if I know anybody that's that's, stuff. I know anybody that's died. Um, what was it like? That PTSD, different things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, because they want to try and connect. Maybe that's what I'll say. But low level, it's just people are just kind of, uh, I mean, the war been going on for 20 years. They're just kind of over it at that point. So just kind of feel overly familiar. And this isn't like after I've gotten to know people, this is very, very like first conversations I ever had with them. And, uh, they'd always be like, you don't look like a veteran. And I was like, ah, thanks. Like to a point where people weren't even sure what I did. A friend of mine told me that they just thought I, I made stuff up. And I was like, cool. I don't want them to, I don't want them to know anything. <laughs> like, right. You know, that, you know what I do? I just snatched souls. I took them and I snatched them. Like, them? like they're that. gone now. They're mine uh, now. They're, they belong to me. I'm, I'm Shao Kahn. <laughs> like, that's it. Like it's game over. Like, I don't want everybody to know that when I'm running like this project, they're like, Oh, Zach seems kind of like uh, he's a dad and he has like uh, at pop at pocket squares and stuff. They don't need to know that. Like a few years ago, I was like, mine, like, Soul, like mine, yeah. feed grenades. Boom. Like, no. And so like, uh, I had like stuff on my desk and it would have like the flags or whatever. And I took it down. Like somebody gave to me because it became like such a thing. Um, to I was like right next to this elevator, people walk by, I'd be like, Oh, is that Marine Corps flag? And I was like, Oh, yeah, it is. And I'm uh, like, You're in the Marines, and I'd just be like, <sighs> And it would just be like that for like 30 to 40 minutes of them just like, I don't know, they were trying to connect, but it was just, um, I don't know, it was weird. They got overly personal way too quick, and it was not just this company, it was any company I've ever been at. Most people just been like, Well, you don't look like you did that, and I was like, Well, okay, do you think? Let me ask you something. That's, that's a rant. Think? Sorry. No, I, I love it. I haven't rants. thought about any of this in a long time. So you seem to do that with me. It's cool. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Listen, oh, Brad, I'm starving. So I'm going to do something on this show. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. If I don't eat, I'm going to die. Listen, I want to ask you something. Uh huh. Do you think that people, do you think that people were trying to connect and there's, do you truly think that people are trying to connect number one? And if so, do you feel like there's this unspoken, I guess among civilians, it feels like there's this unspoken acceptance that it's okay to just walk up to somebody who's a vet and ask them the most fucking deep, dark question. Like, is there something I've missed and didn't hear in like a bulletin to make that acceptable? Um, this is really good. Yeah, fuck it. Let's get into it. Um, Let's do it. Hit it. I, I, I want, so I'm probably being overly gracious when I say that I, I, that they want to connect. 
and that's uh that's new Zach who's working on this stuff who's trying to be a little more kind and a, a little uh less uh, braggadocious or boisterous but in general what it always felt like to me was it felt like them kind of passively um questioning things and like trying to like figure out why I was there and what was different about me but also that um in general especially especially with guys man especially males it would it was like this kind of like it felt like me telling people like I played professional sports is what it felt like uh-huh and they're like oh yeah what'd you do it was just the same thing every time male or female whatever binary now whatever <laughs> i think i'll get into that i'm just saying whoever whoever interacted with me it was always the same it's and it still is the same situation every time like they have this idea of what they think gi joe is or excuse me <laughs> um gi uh canadian joe whatever you guys call or like jane gi jane or whatever yeah jane whoa did me more anyways whatever oh. it is gi jane gi jim gi them whoever they want to <laughs> whatever they want to say like they have this idea of what that is. That's and a they, sign. Yeah. They have this idea of what it is. And like, then they're like confronted with it. And uh, they're like, you did that. And like, you know, either I would like let them off easy or like it would end up being like, we're saying we're like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've killed people a lot. Like, what do, what do you want to do? Like, oh. and so then it's, they're like, oh, and they're like a little bit like uncomfortable, but it's kind of like a thing of like, well, you asked, like you came up to me in my cubicle with my noise machine and my flag and wanted to know if I took people's lives. And I told you I did. Obviously uh-huh. it was a war, but they don't understand that they were shooting me or that they were attacking me. And it's not like I was like murdering people. Like it's a war is humanity's greatest failure. It's people trying to kill each other to survive. So, but there's this weird thing where they just feel overly familiar from like movies and like history and stuff. And like, they have all these ideas from like their uncles that lied to them about being in Vietnam and special forces. Cause that's a big thing. Um, where they're like, you know, if so-and-so doesn't say anything, it's cause you know, they're super secret. No, they still have anything to tell you. Like your uncle lied, <laughs> your right. grandpa lied. Like that's just it. And it's normal. Um, it's, it's normal. And uh, it's, it's really weird. Cause I've never, I've never gone up to someone or felt overly familiar with people to a point to where I could like discuss some of the parts of their life that are most traumatic. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It have it's always happened though. It's any job I've had anywhere. And that's, what's weird now is almost everyone I know hasn't worked a real jobs. So they've always been around like veterans and stuff. So they don't know that like, you know, out there in the real world, it's different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people really do act a certain way and, some people are kind, um, you know, you, but then there's like weird stuff. I, I don't know. Like who, <laughs> our big veterans, they have been at this place is they bring in like a speaker. They pay mm-hmm. him like 20 grand and like he would come. This one guy they brought in, he like flew Air Force One during 9-11 and like they paid and we, all the veterans there got like meals that day and stuff. And it was just like okay. a whole thing. And I was just like, I really don't want to be in the room. I just didn't want to be there uh-huh. like whatsoever. Um, I think it's more about me than anything else, but it just felt, I felt on display and I didn't, I didn't like it, if that makes sense. Well, I hate to break it to you there, son, but you are on display now, my friend. So what are you going to do about it? It's different. This is a made up person. Yeah. Like I was Ah. walking around my name on and stuff and like, it's like, put all the, put all the veterans in here, you know? You don't think that people won't know your real name? I'm working on it. (laughs) Okay. No, 
yeah, uh, I know. Um, no, um, this this is different though. I guess it's just that like that level of closeness to me and a person was just something I didn't like and how it was on display in a way that I just felt was artificial, even no, if it was well-intentioned, right? And, and I think some of it, there's probably a good portion of that was probably well-intentioned, but I think at the same time, there's always going to be that subset of people who think it's acceptable to walk up to someone in a uniform or anywhere for that matter in a cubicle and, and force a conversation that they have no business or no right asking. And that is just what happens. It's, I don't think that's a you thing. I've heard that from so many people. Yeah. The, all my friends have the exact same experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had that experience. Yeah. You've had that experience. Yeah. Most, I would, I bet you nine out of 10 people who work in the space or are somewhat known as a veteran or like that, or any vet for that matter, if they just have a hat on, they're going to be asked a very intrusive question that frankly, nobody really has the right to ask another human being. That's like me asking you, that's like me walking up to like a woman on the street and being like, have you had an abortion? And just that be an okay question because she might be wearing a shirt that says she's pro first, uh, pro, um, pro choice. Right. Yeah. So like just, so that's like me wearing a uniform. Right. So she could be wearing a shirt that, that indicates that. And mm-hmm. I, that's like me walking up to her. Like she, because she's open about it, she might just say, okay, you know, and have that conversation. But the point is that conversation doesn't need to be fucking had. And it's not acceptable for me to walk up to her and ask her something like that. That's no different, but I mean, we're kind of doing that right now where we're, yeah, I know, but that's, that's why I wanted to make the page was to kind of like, like I made a sign that said, um, you know, stop asking if I've killed anyone. Like that was right. the real thing. Like I want it to be a conversation uh, piece, like a, a place people can um, you know, build um, community and like uh, talk about things. And uh, I just want them to discuss topics differently in like a non-confrontational way. Cause it's, I don't, I, have I, I hope that they're trying. <laughs> I hope that maybe, um, I hope that they're trying to understand it because that's, I remember talking to veterans when I was younger and wanting to understand what it's like to be in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, in my heart of hearts, that's really what I want to believe is that they're really trying to understand it, but like their execution's horrible. And um, yeah. I think it's just, I think it's honestly just a real side effect from like this undue familiarity they have to the war never ending um, to where they're just like, well, it's just, you know, I know enough. Let's talk about it. Um, but can I ask you, you know, something? Yeah. Why is it okay for people to have outrage about being called the wrong gender, but it's not okay for us to have outrage about um, ask if if people walk up to us and ask us if, if we've ever killed someone? You're gonna get me canceled. Um, no, I'm not. That's a what's that's a. I you're think talking. That is you're talking me- about. You're talking about the point of like uh, why is some form of identity important? Why is some not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, well, it's because there's so few of us. And to be honest, the access point to this level of this, this tribe, it comes through trauma and it comes through hardship. And um, it, there's a real buy-in. You have to give into it. Um, and I get it. People have, you know, identities, how they want to be known and stuff like that. But it is, it is weird when you say it like that. Um, it's unusual. 
Um, Why? Why is it unusual? <laughs> no, it's it's unusual how the level of con- uh, care and concern for one and then none for the other. Um, there's a famous quote that says, you know, nation will be judged by the way it treats its veterans. Um, Who said that? I don't, I don't want to misquote it. Um, Google. I don't want to mis- <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. You should... Um... You should actually find that one out. <laughs> we'll be judged by how it treats. You do that. I'm eating because I'm starving. I was <laughs> I was very concerned about my ability to function. Um, says George Washington. Oh, hey. Um. As George Washington once said, the nation is judged by how well it treats its veterans. Well, it's true. It's, it's weird well, there's some people that like make decisions about war that have never been associated with it. Um, you know, that's new. That's new for all countries. That's happening a lot now. Um, why? They, kinda... they do that with women's bodies. So why not? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and I'm never going to be the person to decide anything about a, women, uh, a woman's body. Correct response, man. No, I, yeah, I, I think it's, I always like trying to think about it in my mind, like what if somebody came up to me and told me what to do about it? I, I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, in general, I feel like the government at large is way too involved with like interpersonal relationships and everyday lives of just your average citizen in any country, North America, mm-hmm. Canada or America or the United States. And um, I, I don't know. Um but it is weird how we're this like subset or this tribe that's really, you know, it's inclusive, um, but it's also exclusive. And um, mm-hmm. people, I like, the exclusivity comes through hardship, right? Um, and um, it's not that we can teach the nation our nations things that others can't. I just think that we have wisdom that's come through hardship that's you know, has a greater value in it than mm-hmm. most people understand. If you are allowed to spread such hardship and knowledge and mm-hmm. given the opportunity, I mean, there's plenty of people who have done decades in the military who have incredible knowledge into how to plan a pullout and how to, and how to do things right. And that's not always utilized unfortunately no it's 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 not um and it's this thing too where the, the military in general has become like uh you know the framework for certain political ideologies right you know yeah these ideas are seen as you know right left or whatever like mm-hmm. it's never it's not really supposed to be that it's just supposed to be you know what the mission is and what the campaign is um you're there's a deadline for your military i think and it's coming up or it's happened mm-hmm. to get vaccinated or get out right I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that face. Yeah. I'm curious. No, I'm I'm curious about it because I've been seeing a lot of. Uh, we've had a lot of police leave in Canada. Yeah, we've had a lot of nurses and things like that, and um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of that, and I know in the military in particular, and that's upsetting to me only because, you know, these people risk their lives for so long to do something for a country. And to have the country only throw it back in its face, it's really, um, it's really frustrating because they'll come calling and knocking when emergencies happen again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I would just like to see more people who have something useful to say, be able to talk 
in a way and have conversation with, with every side and, and, and just be able to be calm about it. I think you can talk about things without having it to be one way or the other. I think there needs to be more discussion and that's, you know, including healthcare, mental health, military. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's weird how, you know, this, there's this uh, amplification of, you know, if you, if you're not vaccinated, you can't do this, or if you are, you can do that. Um, And it's kind of just a lot. Um, It's a troubling narrative. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. in general, I know I was, uh, I was given a lot of stuff when I was in and like some mm-hmm. of that stuff, I still, I still deal with some of the side effects of some of it. Like I have this really mm-hmm. bad autoimmune disorder in my face and my whole skin gets red all the time. Um, like, yeah, yeah. And I'll break out in like anaphylactic shock every now and then. So that's super fun. Um, Military. I Epi- yeah, I have EpiPens hidden all over my house. Like, like, like a Batman, like, it's just like, I hit a thing and. <laughs> Yeah, and the kids are trained up, but um, Jeez. I, I don't know. It's just everything. Everything's become political, like, but there's not a lot of progress one way or the other. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just weird. Like, the moment that happened with the people in Afghanistan and stuff. Like, I saw these people like uh, selling shirts that said like uh, "I stand by Afghan children" or "I support Afghan children." And I was uh, I was like, "Where have you been?" Like. Yeah, where have you where been have you, for the twenty years we needed you? Tw- like twenty fucking years, this mm-hmm. has been bad. Like they don't have rights. You know, there's not a good life ahead of any, you know, young child, male or female in Afghanistan. And like all of a sudden, it's like relevant. I was just, I was just kind of disgusted with it. And so there's so much grandstanding that happens. That's where we lose all the efforts. You know, well, that's um, what's been happening afterwards, right? The pullout. Everybody wants credit for for doing something and helping yeah. And yeah it's yep that's that's just but that's par for the course with any tragedy yeah. and and um they look at things i think like it's Haiti. weird we left i think it's weird we left the way we left i don't i, I think don't think we should have we ever left. left well i think there if you look at every other um battleground if you want to call there's still uh american presence in every single one of those countries and they're doing okay there is yeah, and there's something to be okay. said for just having human intel and access to human intel. Yeah. And not having to start from scratch again and mm-hmm. relive another 9-11 um, because of lack of information or on the ground, like yeah. up to date. I I mean drones, I mean, Japan, drones can't do everything. We stayed in Japan. they they're doing pretty well economically as a world leader. Uh Germany the same. Um, we're all, we've always maintained presence in every other place, you know, North Korea, Vietnam, we're still there. Um, I understand, I, I honestly thought they were going to keep a base in like Bagram and like one in Bagram would stay. I I thought, I thought Bagram and Kandahar were going to stay like that. If if you, if I was going to bet on something, that's what I was going to bet on. Well, Kandahar Um, was set up, like calf was set up. It was legit. Yeah. It was was the best. Um, Tim Hortons, Pizza Hut, (laughs) bro. Yeah, can- I was over first- at Canada House side. Yeah, yeah, my first meal in country. I was uh, we just just flew in on the strip, and uh, I was getting taken over to, you know, there's like the main side and the boardwalk where all of you know yeah, yeah. nations nations that where their countries love them live, and the Marines were like over here. <laughs> yeah. We were over here near these dumping grounds. We had to cross the flight line where you almost got hit by a plane every day, and so we'd cross <laughs> that, and then over they made it a fuel depot after, but. 
before I got there, I got something to eat and I went, I went to Burger King. I remember I was eating Burger King in Afghanistan. I looked at, I was like, what's a Tim Hortons? And I saw people with a whole bunch of different, like, you know, NATO outfits. And I was like, what is that? And I saw like Canadian stuff. And I was like, Oh man, I yeah. really, really messed up here. I could have had a different experience, but it, they only had, they didn't have all the food they have. And I mean, the food is subpar, but like they had, um, they used to have an in calf, they had like donuts. Mm-hmm. and coffee yes and I, they did i want to say that was it because yeah. and it was like a sea container that they turned into a little like one window yeah um and you lean in and yeah yeah i remember that they had that, that, that. Was... they had a subway they had a burger king yeah. i heard that I heard the subway they was t- over on that far side yeah i heard they made a tgi fridays that's what i heard shut the sh- shut up no, i swear i swear i can i'll text and find out but that's oh, what i heard my... a friend of mine who's a reporter for the times um yeah, let's talk me. about that. I the we did an episode before and yeah. it was a great episode, but we eh. we decided we were going to re-record. There's a few things and I was very happy to do such and but one thing that I did a much better job at was your intro and just kind of explaining who you are, but also your accolades and I don't want you to think I forgot and or overlooked them. So, this guy not only has written um and been published in the New York Times, you mm-hmm. have done some incredible things as a writer for content in general. And I want you to talk about it because I want people to know you're more than a cardboard sign. Not that that's not enough, but you no. have serious substance and you have deep thought and you have a way about you when it comes to questioning things that I think is incredibly useful, especially in a day a day and age when people don't trust media. It's important mm-hmm. to be trusted and you are a great source of information. So can you tell me about your writing a bit? Yes, thank you so much. That's um, I might cry. Uh, that was the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Um, really? Yeah, that was that was incredible. Um, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been complimented either. It's a, it's, um, we'll work on it. So, so my writing, uh, it's impressive. Let's talk. About th- it. Thank you, thank you. Um, my a good friend of mine, his name's uh, T M Gibbons Neff. We were in the Marines together. We were in boot camp together. Uh, served in the same unit and he still works at the New York Times I'm not sure what his role is anymore he used to be the foreign correspondent in Afghanistan but you know as we previously discussed it's kind of a dynamic situation over there but <laughs> he was um he was going to a little school called Georgetown and uh, I know he's he's one of the best people in the world I love him uh you kind of want to hate him his life seems like it was made out of like a new england uh right fairy tale but he's he's one of the kindest people i've ever known but um he was doing some writing for this paper called like war on the rocks at the time and i saw he was writing and i just started somebody i had gone to a therapist i believe and they told me to start looking into writing mm-hmm. and i was like oh whatever and uh i started like writing how i felt and he told me to just keep doing it. And I was like, all right, I'll keep doing it. And uh, eventually I got into like my local newspaper, like in the opinion section, you just like find nice. all I did was like, I found the, I found the editor. Um, I still remember just his name. Doctor. Just yeah, a little you know, bit. Yeah. I, uh, I sent him an email and I was like, Hey, I have, a, I have some thoughts on something. He's like, cool. <laughs> send it in. And I did. And like, I sent him a few ideas and he liked one of them. And then I worked on that one. And then that one got published and then the next one got published and it, it just started going. And then eventually I heard about the New York times. They made this thing called the at war blog. 
this is in like 2014, I believe. And TM had told me just to submit. And that's, that's my, that's my secret to success is you just submit. Like he didn't grease the wheels. You just send it in. You send it in to the editor where it says email editor and you send it in. (laughs) Like everyone's like, Zach, you've done so well. Like I just send like I just yeah but you took a chance that most people wouldn't even have the balls to take so it does take don't don't discredit don't do that yeah yeah okay yeah so I I did that I wrote a few pieces for them and I was writing for the Huffington Post I I gave me a little section for a little bit and then a little section in the Huffington Post it was just like a little portal it wasn't that much it's just nothing big um and then I took some time off until like 2018 I wanted to write again and uh I have I actually have the book right here in my office. There was a book my kids got from the library and it's a choose your own adventure book. Nice. And it's, it's called the Marines and Marja. And you get to a point where you can either like turn left and uh, sneak past somebody, or you can turn right and shoot these two people that you believe are snipers. And if you shoot them, you commit a war crime because they weren't snipers. And uh, a children's book. Um, it is a children's children's book. Hang on. Okay. I want to see this. All right. Well, this is going to be good. I mean, you can't not, you can't not have a book for children without snipers involved. What? Let's see. I was just saying for the list. This is the book they got from the library. War in Afghanistan. What's the age on that? It's a choose your own kill someone or not book. Yes. War in Afghanistan. Yep, I don't want to show the libraries, but like, look, boom, white, <laughs> white Zimrap is covered in a cloud. <laughs> white Zimrap is covered in a cloud of dust and debris. Then you hear the ping of bullets as they hit your Mrap armored plating. This is yeah, yeah. What? This is a yeah. children's book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who? That's a okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, so what? I just want to know the age. I'm thinking uh, of that because that's a young. teenager. It's got a what? How young? I don't know. You they say, they say got like five it. Five to twelve. I'm gonna snap. I mean, that's about the age. Yeah, I was in the oh, young man. kids section. So they got it because they just wanted to know more about um, this thing everybody talks about. In I mean, lives. it's 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 great to know. I just you know the idea well, that you could c- commit a war crime by turning left is aggressive. Yeah. Well, and um, they they asked me. They're like, Dad, is that what it's like in Afghanistan? And I was like, No, I didn't. You know, I didn't shoot people and then be like, whoops, they were just two people. You know, that's yeah, also it doesn't not, work that way. That's not how it works. Um, that's also not how you detect a sniper. If you're on a patrol and somebody drops, you don't know where it came from. That's how you know there's a sniper. Not you can see two people like like you know, <laughs> Wally Coyote on a hill, like it's just not it. Just ask Logan, he'll tell you. Um yeah. he's dressed like a bush and he's like he's like upside down in a tree ready. That's but right. um no, so I uh I pitched it when they were revamping the at war section and I pitched him that idea. And I was like, I don't, this is weird. And my editor called me and he's like, yeah, write this up. And I wrote it up and uh, I had been laid off from the job I had at the time. And I was working construction with my father-in-law. We were building an IHOP, which is the international house pancakes. We yeah. have them. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, they are international. And um <laughs> And uh, he calls me Wally for no reason. Uh, but I was like, "That's your he, nickname from your father-in-law?" That, yeah, I don't know why. Um, okay. He calls he calls uh, his daughter Wilma, Wally and Wilma. He just thinks okay. it's funny. 
but I'm like literally like screwing together a table underneath it. My phone starts shaking. And I was, and he's like, ah, oh, your phone's shaking. I look at it. They posted it. And like, it ended up moving to like the front page of the New York times section. I think it might've even gone farther than that. Um, it was what? trending at one point. Yeah. The story did like so well. Um, that the publisher ended up issuing an apology. They called back all their books and they've um, re-examined their whole line of all of them. And that's like one of the last copies that's in existence is the one I never returned Holy to the library. Shit. Yeah, you're not returning that ever. That's yours. No. Yeah. And like it was my, my editor is this name. is this guy. His name is CJ Chivers. He's a very ornery Marine guy. And he called me and he's like, I'm really proud of you. And he just like hung up. <laughs> like he's, he's Sounds very about right yeah no but like uh that that was that was like one of the top five coolest moments i wasn't trying to like scold people i was just trying to you know like have a like real-time examination of like this is what we're telling children this is and we're like fictionalizing war to a point to where it's just kind of funny and like childlike then we're never really going to learn from it and uh i was actually i couldn't believe they did all that I emailed them several times when I was writing the story, like, Hey, I remember it was like a cool moment. I was like, my name's Zach. I'm writing a story for the New York times. And Dude, that's uh, huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say, I have a screenshot of it somewhere. I was like, that's I was going to say, did you record this at least or something? Yeah. And I just sent it. And I was like, and I sent the email. Um, they, they didn't believe me, but they, they found out afterwards. Oh, and um, yeah, no, it's um, I mean, cause that's, that's the biggest thing. That was the biggest issue I'd, I had with it is that my daughters are trying to learn something about this and they have a much more closer understanding of it but there's just your average person who's trying to learn about it and if that is what they take away from like military experience like then we're really going to mess up whenever we're going to learn and so that's when march of 2020 when i started veteran with a sign i kind of started with the same idea of like why don't i just try and teach people and myself and great conversation like, why don't we just try and just turn this on its head a little bit and look more at, like, what it is to learn more about, you know, where we're going? Because if, if it's boiled down to, like, turn to page whatever, turn to page whatever, then, like, we're never really going to learn from it. And sadly, that part of the New York Times doesn't exist anymore either, so a bummer that's un- that's unfortunate because that could be very useful in a lot in of people so written ways. through there yeah and it was incredible um i don't know why it's no longer there it's no longer there i know how people feel about new york times and everything but that wasn't my experience i you know media is media but like this is right this is i this is a completely different part of it um, right you know it was it was run by one person the editor and uh he let people out to do things and let people tell stories and gave them a platform to do it. And I'm grateful for it. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you had that experience. I'm glad that you had that opportunity. It's, it's one that you're going to never forget. And it's, and no matter, sure. no matter what happens, like you, you've written for the biggest newspapers in the world. Like that, yeah. that's an accomplishment in itself. You <laughs> should have that. Those, do you have those copies like framed somewhere? No, no, it was just all, it was just all the digital. It was all digital. It and I called it right. Matter. They should be printed off and framed. <laughs> yeah. What's I'll wrong with you? It. I don't. I oh don't my know. god! It's it kind of feels like if I just filled my house with mirrors, I can only get so much of myself at one point. Yeah, yeah I mean, I get it. I've got the like, book. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that should be in the frame though. With yeah. the, do you know what I'm saying? It's not no, not because it's like verbose, but I think because there's something about being able to walk for your kids 
to walk by something and go, dad was a Marine. Look what dad did. Yeah. Uh, Look at dad affected change because we brought a book home. That's literally, it's literally, so my editor, he wrote a, his, he wrote a piece afterwards about it. And he's like, there aren't often times where you're able to speak, you know, truth to power and really affect change. And like, it was like a really mm-hmm. big, it was in 2018, it was November, 2018. It was like a big deal. And it ended up putting, I, I think it ended up leading more resources to the organization. And you know, it was kind of one of those things that best I can tell the byproduct of, of COVID as everything's going all digital and mm-hmm. stuff had to go. And that was one of the things they gave up. So. Well, I know um, I would much, I would respect somebody more seeing something like that hanging in their house than I would an Oscar. Writing and affecting change is, is something that is devalued and it shouldn't be. You were, you took a chance, put yourself out there. You didn't have to do that. You picked a topic that was so controversial. You picked it around a time where that wasn't the focus mm-hmm. and you put yourself in the line of fire for whatever came after that, yeah. because frankly, people weren't always going to enjoy what you wrote. But the fact of the matter is it affected change and you got to the root of something and it's going to help the next generation because you just took a chance. That's very, very kind. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that, but yeah, I was just, <clears throat> I saw it from as a dad trying to talk to his children. Like, I don't want to have to explain this to them. Like that's not how it works. Not to right. break down tactics like it's, <clears throat> again it's the same thing that always happens is people like to really they really really like to like bring in these fact uh strip away all the factors in the humanity of of military service into points where it's just like you either shoot or don't shoot and like there's so many other pieces that can uh affect change way before after while you're doing that like it's just i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me but you're willing to look outside like this goes back to like what we were saying before like looking outside the box like you're you're willing Trying. to see outside of it well you are obviously or you that wouldn't have been the you know the product of the effort you put in like that wouldn't have been the result in which you were able to accomplish change and that is going to help your kids so high five yeah. to that yeah. yeah no high five to that yeah, no, I just though. I, yeah, no, no, it's man. it's um it's cool. Like I I am um, now more than ever I just want to be the person they think I am and uh or or the person they think I can be. Like it's just so much fun being with them. They were you know, they they are you know both in middle school, they see the world and it's so different than, you know, when you and I were that age and uh I don't know they're creative and i don't know it feels like there's an overwhelming amount of information but they they have like really good ideas on stuff that i never had like well they're tapped in differently than we were we didn't have i mean for the the earliest part of our lives there were no cell phones and internet and i mean i I got it i got it really late only because of where i lived Mm-hmm. There was, I lived in the middle of nowhere and they didn't have, they didn't have yeah. dial up yet for us. Had to, so, had to boost signal off the back of a moose, huh? Yeah. Something like that. We had one of those big dishes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big satellite. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like out in the middle of nowhere. And so I remember that, but for us, I mean, we didn't have that. And I'm, I, I don't know. I'm super glad that I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I, I always wonder what I would have been like if I did have that. I feel like, I don't know that that was a different time then. 
you know, it feels like the darkness wasn't, the internet wasn't as dark quite yet, but maybe I could be wrong. I was young. I never know. No, now it's, it's um, like, ah, ah, <laughs> terrifying. They just got home. Um, no, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. Like we just try to teach them like it's responsibility with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is, uh, they've, uh, they're going to lose something that we had growing up is they're, um, they're never going to be able to get in a fight over the name of an actor in a movie because they can just Google it. Like, I know. um, yeah, they, uh, they're gonna be like, that was, you know, that guy's name was Paul Rudd. And they're like, no, it wasn't. It was Jason Bateman. Like there's so many fights I got in my life that the internet could have solved. Um, or like, I'm yes. telling you, it's George Washington who said that quote, like there's just no always man. information coming at them, always information, but they're, um, they're much more well-adjusted. They're so much more well just than I was, and I credit their mother for all of that. She has always helped to provide like stability when I've I've been chaotic through military service or you know, when I was going to school and working full time um, to get my bachelor's and my master's. It was always her that was a, that uh, grounding that we needed. You know, it seems like the common denominator in um, a veteran success is the the partner they're with and the type of person mm-hmm. that they're with. It seems like lately I've been interviewing a lot of vets and it's one or the other. Um, most of them that are very successful and they have kids and, do, you know, they're doing things that they need support to be able to do. They always end up having like a really amazing spouse mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. And that's almost seems like what it needs to be. I mean, in the community, the divorce rate is so high it's so nice to be able to talk with people who have partnerships that have been ongoing throughout military service or the healing process after military service. I mean, somebody who sticks through all of that with you is a, has to be a unique and special person on their own. So it's nice to hear you speak so highly of your wife as well. That's, um, it's a beautiful trait to have. Thanks for not being a D bag. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Good. <laughs> No, uh, she's she's the best. We're we're hard people to love. Uh, people that have been people that have been kissed by by violence. Um, you know, it it changes you in ways you don't really understand. I mean, my biggest problem is that it wasn't until you know 2016, 17, maybe, if I'm being nice, that I was really able to start looking at stuff because I got out. I had a wife and two kids and time to go to school, like time to get a job. I never Mm -hmm. really took the time to like work on stuff. And I was just kind of like running, Mm -hmm. kind of patching up stuff as I was going. And, um, you know, that, that led me to a place to where, you know, after I got out of grad school, I was like, I really need to like put some shit together. I need to figure out how I feel and work on my emotions and really kind of process things. I realized I just hadn't done it. Mm -hmm. I and I think there's several factors. I don't think you really, I don't know. I, I don't think you're really even ready to process it until a few years after. I, I think you gotta be older. That's definitely helped. Um, but no, she's um, she's incredible. She's made me want to be better since the first moment I met her. And I'm truly grateful for it. Well, that's, that's like I said, that's a unique, that's a unique perspective. And I'm glad that you have it. There's the military thing it's uh that needs to be a shirt by the way Hmm. kiss by violence you're welcome um (laughs) yeah it's just something i said that something i said the other day i was working out and uh there were these cops at my gym and i was like oh you are cops and they go how do you know because i can tell the way you're standing and i was like i i can tell anybody's been kissed by violence and uh they're like 
Yeah, because they like get under the squat bar and they're just like this. Yeah. 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 Always looking over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, I, I might write that down. Yeah. Again, um, I'll just take whatever <laughs> percent you want to kick off the back end. I've got you. I'll pay I've, you in loonies and toonies. Yeah. I'll take loonies and toonies. I can roll those bitches. They count as money as long as they're rolled. That's how really? it works. When you take them to the bank, they don't like lose change. They won't just be like, here's change. They're like, roll your change or like, no. Unless you're a business, then it's different. But anyway, I digress. So the Canada, point is. Canada feels like a proper place. There's a bunch of rednecks to the south. It's a different place. It's normally like the most beautiful place in the whole wide world to live. Like I live I live in like one of the, the brag, but I live in one of like the most like the best places, like the top places listed every year to live in the world. Like it's okay. I, I'm very lucky to live where I live. It is fucking ridiculously beautiful. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's insane. You drive from my house to Whistler. It's two hours and it's one of the sea to sky. It's one of the most beautiful drives there is. It's between mountains. It's this windy road. There's the water. There's the trees. There's the fucking eagles. It's picturesque as hell. Mm-hmm. But it's being run by a Communist tyrant. <laughs> I would prefer Borat. Yeah, well, I know. It's we trust me, look at the visa process. There's we have businesses. There's so much more to it than that. But the point is, is let's see where the chips fall. Yeah. And we'll go from there because no, it's no need to make snap decisions. Yeah, I mean, from what I know from watching the show Working Moms, Canada seems nice. <laughs> I love working moms. It's an incredible show. It's written that by is one of so underrated. I, I don't know why it's uh, Ivan Reitman's daughter, Catherine Reitman. Like she's yeah. a comedy comedy uh, royalty. Yeah. Like her dad yeah. made comedy, and now she's doing it. She's incredible. It's yeah, so most- that show is like Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek was super underrated for a long time, and then all of a sudden it it hit. And when it hit, damn, they've got the Emmy after with- Emmy after Emmy. The, yeah, the problem with Shit's Creek was that it wasn't on Netflix for a long time. It was like on I these know. like other services where they're like, and people were, I'm, I'm like serviced out. Like I don't need another yeah. login. Yeah. I don't need another app. But then when it's it on Netflix, Netflix now. No, it's on Netflix now. Like when it hit, it's same thing with Working Moms. I saw it was like, it was like, we're on Pop TV. And I was like, I ain't watching that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't need yes. you know, the thing. But that's, that's my Canada reference. That yeah. and, um, there's another show I can't think of it right now. Letter Kenny. Okay. Is that Canada? Yeah, Letter. Yeah, that's Canada. So is Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, yeah. I don't want to say yeah. that one though. It's not Why? Pro- well, not everybody's proud of that one. I don't know. So is Trailer Park Boys. I don't, it's I don't know. I used to live in a massive. trailer. Yeah, but it's oh, it's not about the trailer. It's the the show itself for being Canadian and the way it is to see the heights it's hit. That's what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. I'm not talking about the other stuff. I don't need to get I need to get in trouble with that not not something i want to get in trouble with um my point yeah don't i mean i feel like we've already touched a few things we'll find out there's so many things i've given you today Mm -hmm. you need to go forth with these child and make and make good things abundance come from the gifts i've just bestowed upon you i'll i'll do the i'll do the best i can i mean there's a lot of pressure now but good feel it i hope you do i hope that by the time, well, no, this this is coming out. I think this week, so never mind. By the time this comes out, there better be a mug designed, a shirt designed. <laughs> I better have Gage on the phone working with me for a logo for you for some like shirt of some. I do type. have a new logo. I do have a new logo. I've got a new shirt. I've got. I'm just like 
it's one of the things he's like, he helped me design it. <laughs> and he's like, well, what type of shirt are you putting on? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, need a good shirt. And so like, now I'm trying to source like good materials and like all these things. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Fashion, a real buddy. shift. Yeah, no, it's a real shift. I'm trying to like actually uh, do it the right way. And uh, yeah. I feel like he's, he's like uh, watching on my shoulder. Cause like, I've, what I did wrong initially is like I, I listened to what everybody wanted and it wasn't something that I wanted so now I'm shifting more towards that like I'm, everything I do is like thematic and storytelling so I want to like shift more towards that if that makes sense it makes sense I think yeah. you have the capability to do that obviously you're a New York Times and Huffington Post writer of course you have the capability believe in be. yourself yeah yeah fuck out of I here won't. that doesn't used to be that's always a thing yeah It'll be a really long tombstone. A lot of a lot of tries, Listen, a lot of at bats. Nobody said that you can't have tombstones that lie the whole thing. So you can just have writing. Yeah. Just goes, well, and it's says. it's it's honest. It's I mean, it's the truth is like I told you. Like I just submitted a thing, and like it just like I remember the first time the first article came out. There was like a really real moment where I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like I just couldn't believe it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I did that." And then I I remember I submitted the second one. And the second one went in and I was like, oh no, this isn't, this isn't like a one, this is a thing. And I ended up doing like four or five, the first run I did until they revamped it and did it again. And I was just like, oh, okay, I can do this. And so like, that's really just where I'm at with most things is like, I can do this. I can do this. You can, so. and you're more than capable as long as you try. I think that's the key here. Ditto. Right? God, yeah. You're awesome. This is why we're friends. I'm, yes. I'm glad that you came on. I'm glad that we got it done again. The, the pleasure is mine. I'm glad. I'm glad I, uh, I changed shirts. Why? Our shirts would have been awesome. I mean, this is why Black Rifle is probably never going to like sponsor me because they're like everything you wear is just covered by your hair, so it won't matter. No, I saw you live and I was like, ah, I'll change shirts. Why? I have two shirts. They sent me a sweater, a scoop neck sweater, which I do love. I don't know what a and scoop this neck shirt, sweater is. It's like a lower cut cut okay. like this i don't normally wear cuts like that but i wear it because it's soft mm. i like the quality of it my point is i don't even have a code i don't even know where you can buy this shirt but they i got this one and i like it and you should have just worn the same shirt it would have been funny. i should have i should have I, I have there's a new rule we have in our house where it can't dad can you not wear something with guns on it so i try to there's I nothing to there's not, no guns on this yeah so no i have i have one but the one i have is the teamwork one and it's got a sasquatch on a shirt you know I told Logan needs to put himself on a peanut butter jelly sandwich going through the galaxy and on his shirt, on the shirt in the pocket square is just my hair and my hat. So we're riding on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's pretty sick. So, yeah. Well, cause it was like the DMT thing. Right. So that's pretty sick. I yeah. fucking brilliant. I've told everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. very conceited. I'm not, I have good ideas once in a while when they come up, somehow they come up. You got to put them out there in the universe. That's how they get, that's how they fly away. That's right. So now we wait and we, and we see, and we should go from there. Okay. My friend, thanks for coming. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, Zach Bell, veteran with a sign, please everyone go give him a follow and I'll talk to y'all next week.